The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boston Podcast, where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city Learn how to prosper in your city and maybe love your city a little bit more than you do today. By the way, that's apropos of my guest today, Love Your City. Well, how about Love Your Body? In studio today, Dr. Barry Taylor, who practices naturopathic medicine and has written a book called Love Your Body. So I love that. Welcome to the show, Doc. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here, and we want to hear about your book and about what naturopathic medicine is all about, because I know very little. I, like a, like, an, like an idiot, just started playing this music and saying, like, this is, this is naturopathic, man. And undoubtedly, the doctor will tell me why I'm full of baloney. Why it is or why it isn't. Right. Well, it sounds like your music is Eastern or, or Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturopathic medicine. Well, it's the Beatles, but but yeah, it is yeah, influ- the, Indian yeah. influences, yeah. right? A- and uh, naturopathic medicine was actually brought over from Germany to the United States in 1902. Okay. So it has nothing to do with Asian Oriental medicine or Indian medicine or Ayurvedic stuff. Oh, okay. But so I like the not... Beatles. You can still p- play the Beatles. Well, they're the, the, who doesn't like the Beatles? I'll tell you who. Criminals. Oh. All right. So, uh, Carrie, you're trying to tell me something. She's writing something on the board. My, my, I'm getting to that, Carrie. Oh, God. It's chaos here today at pod617.com and the Boston Podcast Network in our Westwood studios. I was going to get to the sponsors, Carrie. I should also introduce you, my sidekick <laughs> and colleague, Carrie Dabaski, is here in studio. So I'm glad you're here, Carrie. I, I should have more faith in you. you this a little bit more. Yeah, uh, sometimes I introduce. No, it's okay. Sometimes I introduce <laughs> the guests first. Sometimes I mention the sponsors first. And uh, I think people like the suspense and the variety, or maybe not. But our sponsors, as uh, Carrie cued me to do so, USPS. United States Postal Service, second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today at usps.com slash careers, the U.S. Postal Service. Deliver for the nation. We also want to thank our friends at Adori. That's A-D-O-R-I, podcast platform extraordinaire, and an app that you should have. So go to the App Store, find the Adori app again, A-D-O-R-I. Your podcast will come to life. It's a great podcast player, and your podcast will feature images and links and all kinds of doodads and bells and whistles and fire trucks and ice cream. Wait, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but the point is uh, you'll see images that help illustrate what's going on. And, for example, we're going to talk about Dr. Barry Taylor's book, Love Your Body. And right now, as I'm saying this, check this out, Dr. Taylor. If you are watching and consuming this podcast on the Adore app, you're looking at a link right now that you can click through and buy the book. How's that? Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Hey, every little bit helps, right? All right. Stop! Oh Sorry. God. I, I, I got to take that sound effect off loop, although I, you know, I play it for its comic effect. So, um, Dr. Taylor, so we're going to let you talk now. Um, that would be the point of this. So tell us, yeah, right off the top, tell us what naturopathic medicine is and maybe how you got into it. Hmm. Two, two, two good questions, different questions. Um, I got into it in the late 60s, early 1970s when I was getting a degree in comparative religion. Thought I was going to go to divinity school, um, teaching yoga and meditation at the college level. Seemed like a good gig as opposed to becoming a minister, a rabbi, a priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, one of my teachers at Brandeis introduced me to a man who was an MD, ND, got his MD in 1930. Mm-hmm naturopathic degree in 1932, and I worked with him every Monday for a year, uh, for four years, actually. Um, And in those days, um, I was coming out of being very sick as a young child, as a teenager. I was in college, and lots of strep, being overweight, lots and lots of headaches. So in Brandeis, I was in the hospital because I was bleeding internally. And this man became like a father figure mentor to me. So that's horrible. So you used to get strep throat 
more a couple times a year or what? Like three, a lot. Three, four times a year for about oh. four or five years in a row. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was almost left back uh, four different years in a row. I should have bought stock in penicillin. I took yeah. a lot <laughs> of antibiotics. Wow. And this is this is uh, 105 fever was nothing for me. Really? Yeah. 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 And um, the the ages where this happened to you was about about where? Mm, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. No, you poor, poor little guy. Yeah. Poor little Dr. Taylor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, you said ND. <laughs> right. You said MD versus ND. So, right. you, so th- this is – see, I don't know this. This is a degree. Yeah. Nat, nat, and so – So the turn for me was I yeah. didn't go to divinity school. Okay. Blink, blink. I got involved in college in a multi-level marketing company called Shackley. Maybe you remember oh, yes, that I know years Shackley. ago. Uh, and I love their message about the internal, external environment in the world, the outer world, the inner world, reflecting back at each other. Um, and blink, blink, I went to Wichita, Kansas at the time where the first two years of naturopathic studies were. They're not there any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was the beginning of following the footsteps of this dear man, Dr. Balot, who was in his mid-80s when I saw him uh, and went to basic sciences and for two years, kind of like a prison sentence, but uh, it's, it's very flat in Kansas. It's mm-hmm. di- different mm-hmm. than New York and mm-hmm. Boston. Good people, good people. Um, and then I did my residency in Portland, Oregon. Um, so naturopathic medicine is three years pre-med and a four or five year training program. Uh, you're trained to deliver babies at home, and you get anatomy and physiology and pharmacology. But you're also getting trained in a couple of years of acupuncture, a couple of years of herbs, a couple of years of nutrition. Um, and so you're taught drugs, but not to use them. You're taught drugs like what are their side effects. Mm-hmm. You're taught surgery. I never did a lot of that just to get through the course. You're not taught major surgery, but minor surgery. But stitching people up is... Physically, it's not my thing. Um, but, so, but could you do? Are you licensed to do that if you wanted to? In Massachusetts, in some states, some states th- th- yes, there, yes. there are about twenty plus or minus states that are licensed. Some for many, many, many years, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, Massachusetts finally, after years and years of hard work, about two and a half years ago, in July, um, passed a uh, naturopathic registration board license. And we're waiting for the the board is formed. It's got a couple of naturopaths, a couple of MDs. And those of us who've been here in the state for a long time will be getting applications and get a license, hopefully by the end of this year, Mm -hmm. end of 2019. Um, So I've been practicing without a license. There isn't a license that says I can't. And there isn't a license that says I can. I heard what you said. Lock lock them up, boys. You heard them. Without a license. Okay, turn that off. So I deliver both of my children at home. Hello. Wow. But uh, uh, other women who've come to me in the last many years since I'm back here, 1981 is when I opened an extremely large health center. Um, I work with women, but I don't, quote, catch their baby. I don't deliver their baby. Okay. I might take care of them right up to who's going to deliver your baby, and then I'll be happy to take care of you and your baby when you're home. Okay. So all good stuff. But in a nutshell, yep. how is it different than regular medicine? So the, the medicine that you and I were brought up in mm-hmm. has a name. It's called allopathic medicine. Okay. Um, and it's disease management. If you don't have a name for the disease, we're in trouble. Maybe we'll throw surgery or a, um, some smaller or large pill or many different pills at you um, because it's very much about reducing the symptoms. Naturopathic medicine um, – is using natural therapeutics to really get to the, well, why is your body saying this? Mm -hmm. So there are different kinds of contexts within naturopathic medicine. For instance, um, the RDA of a lot of foods, which were based on rat studies in the 1950s, um, is to prevent scurvy or to prevent other diseases but it's not about the amount of vitamin C that you need to deal with environmental pesticides or carcinogens that are in the environment. So all of the ways that you and I were brought up is about 
uh, treating the symptoms and treating the disease. Yeah, we really kicked that scurvy thing, though. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> what you're saying is maybe move on to other things. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying people who bruise easily and people who don't use their calcium well because calcium is dependent on vitamin C and people with allergies and people under stress and all sorts of cancers and many other inflammatory processes might indicate that between the pasteurized frozen orange juice or pasteurized juice that you orange juice that you're doing where vitamin C is heat sensitive that that orange juice in the I won't use a brand in the carton um, is is doesn't have any vitamin C in it it's sugar water the vitamin mm. C is gone there's no vitamin C in that so there, wait really so if I go into the supermarket and get a carton of Tropicana I know you didn't say the oh, brand that, but that, I will thank you for being psychic <laughs> that was the one in my head really yeah that was the one in my head good yeah. job good and for job. my next trick yeah uh there's no, there's, uh, there's virtually Even no. It says, yeah, it does. They add it. They add it back. Oh, they put it back in. Yeah, they add it. They add oh. it back. But and that, that's different than getting an organic orange, which is going to have a whole lot more vitamin C than an inorganic orange that's been sprayed, where an orange has about a hundred milligrams in each orange. Mm -hmm. Now, a hundred milligrams times ten is a thousand milligrams. That's called one gram. So you have somebody like Linus Pauling. I often quote him or talk about him because he was a Nobel Prize winner in science. So he's not some guy in a diner. He's not some guy in a garage. He knows a thing or two. I yeah, he say, knows yeah. a thing yep. or two. He passed away, worked you know, late into his 90s. Um, and he said that the average American needs between 8 and 10 grams. That's between 8,000 and 10,000 grams, between 8 to 10 grams to deal with the environmental stress, the air quality, to deal with the Mm -hmm. the, so uh, most people don't get five, six, seven, eight grams a day of vitamin so, C. We're still of vitamin about, C. We're yeah. only talking about one vitamin. So nature paths. I'm I'm comprehensively evaluating. If you came in and you said, "Help me with my fill in the blank," you don't have eczema, and you don't have allergies. But I do you, actually. Okay. I have both of those things. Okay. Actually, okay. <laughs> well, we could do the rest of the podcast, and I'll just take a review. Of yeah. Systems. Do you mind if we I lie down, you doc? Here for a free doctor's appointment. <laughs> yeah, it's good you're here. Yeah. yeah I, so different than what herb might help this symptom. Mm -hmm. You know. So there's an herb for eczema, or there's an herb for dry scaly skin. There might be yeah. several. Right. That's different than me looking at some of the underlying factors like what are your nu nutritional strengths? What are your nutritional weaknesses? How do you eat to strengthen your strengths? How do you eat to strengthen your weaknesses? And, well, I and eat a lot of vegetables on, on my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's no, I, I, I'm, I'm shaking I, my head. I kid, but I'm, yeah. but I'm listening with both ears wide open because, so, because, yeah, what you're saying is that this is stuff you're not going to get from your primary care physician, you know, they or, or if they do, it'll probably be in a cursory way, right? Because so, in many years of medicine, four years of medical school, one, two, three years of residency after medical school, so they're at six, seven, eight years, depending on what whether you're going to be an orthopedic surgeon or a urologist yeah. or, or who, what you're going to be, they get about three hours of nutrition. Really? In, in all of those years. Seems so counterintuitive, right? Well, no, because so, who's funding medical schools? Domino Sugar yeah. and Big Pharma. Is and that right? So th that's part of the wow. nasty collusion and of what? who th those medical schools couldn't possibly exist by tuition alone. Who funds all the research? Wait, pharma I get. Hold on. So pharma, so yeah, it's this evil cycle, right? So pharma, we know how powerful the pharmaceutical industry is. You're right. saying they're funding the medical schools. And all the research. And all the research. And so they can say, well, you better take this med or that med. We're going to make money off of it. Well, it's what doctors are, are taught. It's, it's a yeah. paradigm that they're <clears throat> not dealing with the body's uh, capacity to heal. They're dealing as if disease is bad and wrong, and we've got to get rid of it. Now, nature paths, I'm not saying, great, the more disease I have, the better. But I'm saying that in a naturopathic approach, whether you're using herbs or homeopathics or you're using supplements or just food, you're building the body or you're resting the body and cleansing and detoxing. We can talk about that if you want. It's based on this premise that our capacity to heal is infinitely greater mm -hmm. than anybody ever taught us. Right. That's different than just take these pills for your migraine and take these pills for your strep because I had lots of strep. And that doesn't mean no one should take 
Advil. It doesn't mean no one should take a drug. It's not like drugs are bad. But it's the way it's given where people are not asking and doctors are not offering what's the body trying to communicate by having this symptom. Right, the underlying cause. Yeah, yeah. That, so, so, yeah, in other words, the, the, the Advil, to use your example, is – is a Band-Aid on the wound, but what caused the wound in the first place? Right, Jeez, and it's, it's not like no one should take Advil. Yeah. Right. So uh, the big, good, bad joke is most doctors are glorified plumbers. They're, yeah. they're just fixing leaks. Right. Or the other metaphor is the alarm is going off. Play the alarm. It's the first person who's queued you up. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, of course, yeah. so, 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 so So the alarm's going off. There's a fire. Mm-hmm. And now we go in, and how about we just take a, um, a hammer and get the alarm box off the wall so the alarm's not going off anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that's right, the way right, of right. thinking. Which, is, the way of, which right. is what everybody does, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And so it's, it's not bad to take a medication or to do something so that you're in less pain and more comfortable. The question is, what kind of conversations do you have with your doctor, which is different than... Ready for the first story? Sure, yeah. Bring it on. So my dad, God bless him, before he died, uh, was having a lot of cardiac events, so he was taken to the hospital a lot Mm -hmm. um, in the ambulance, many, 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 many times over. Uh, This was in the ghetto in South Florida. There's a ghetto in South Florida? Boca? Is it Boca? Wait, I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't wasn't ready for that. Miami? Yeah, slow on the uptake, Okay, but but thank you. um, So at some point after... I'd say close to a dozen picking him up at his apartment, taking him in an ambulance to the hospital and letting him go. I get a call. I'm with patients that they're going to keep him overnight and that he needs to do an angiogram. They're going to put a stint in them. Angiogram is to open up some arteries. um, And that he was in, again, a lot of pain. He had some tachycardia and he had some chest pain. And they're going to keep him over. So, okay, I finish seeing patients and I fly down the next morning. Mm. The doctor who did the procedure was really wonderful. He was a BU-trained cardiologist, sweetheart, great mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And he let me down into the basement of the hospital. I, I felt like I was on the Star Trek Enterprise you know, main stage. Mm-hmm. And he had all this bank of computers. And he said it was a slow day. He'd only done 42 um, angioplasties. Oh. Usually he does 60, 65, 75 in a day. In a day? Right. And we were talking and he asked who I was and I couldn't help myself. I actually told him who I was. It was before I wrote my book. And I said, have you ever heard of a guy named Dean Ornish? Mm. Dean Ornish is a wonderful MD who talks about the relationship between food and cholesterol and heart disease. And he's written books and he's kind of been a rock star in the world. He's not a naturopath. He's a cardiologist. Um, And he said he hadn't. And I said, okay. And I said, well, have you ever thought about the relationship between what you eat and all these people that are coming in needing angioplasties. And he said, I have. And I said, okay. He said, and I'm a surgeon. But I really think what people eat um, makes a difference in terms of future heart disease and how they deal with heart disease now. Um, I think I told him that I was concerned about Barney, who was the first person who'd ever gotten a transplant by a very, very famous doctor in Texas years before he and I were having this conversation. And I remember reading Time Magazine and Newsweek Magazine about Barney's big thing, to have the first heart transplant ever done, asking what he wanted to eat for his first meal. Mm-hmm. And what he said was he wanted to have... Cheeseburger. Beer and pizza. Beer and pizza. Beer and pizza. Of which his cardiologist said, fine, you, that's what you can have. <laughs> Um, So I was a bit concerned with that, and I shared with him, and he nodded his head, and he said, well, um, there is a lot out there about food. I encanted again, um, Dean Ornish. Mm -hmm. So I go up to the ward, and the guy was really gracious. He was really open. I go up to the ward where my father and 40 plus or minus other angioplasty patients were recovering. My father hadn't eaten since the previous day when he came in in an emergency, Now the carts, it's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and the carts being wheeled around through the ward. Mm -hmm. And as they take the plate and and, um, tray and put it on my father's bed, I look down at roast beef, 
mashed potatoes, <laughs> macaroni and cheese, key lime pie. Oh now, this is the first meal they're giving my father after surgery. <laughs> and right. it's the first meal he's eaten because when he came in yesterday, they said, you know, you're in too much pain. Let's not give you anything to eat. So there's something – and this guy – I'm going to say again, was a sweetheart. He was a dear, deeply committed, very, very good surgeon. Yeah. But there's something about the paradigm of doing – it's not like nobody should ever get angioplasties. But I often say if you need to be in a hospital, you need to be in a hospital and you might want to see how fast can you get out because being in a hospital is not congruent or aligned with how I think people might heal differently – if you need to have surgery. Right. My dad, by the way, had quadruple bypass surgery a few months back, and th his first meal after surgery was a corned beef sandwich. Mm -hmm. oh so God. this rings very true. This rings very true. So um, let's talk. Can we talk a little bit about the book? Or Carrie, I'm sorry. Did you have something? No? No. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, oh, okay. You're doing a great job. Sure. No, I, I mean, I, I could. What I meant to You're say was, I'm doing okay. Jump in when you want, Carrie, of course. But um, so, yeah, tell us about the book. So, Lo love your body sounds like uh, like a body awareness. What do you call that? Anti body shaming thing. Body mm. celebrate. I don't know. Celebrate but your body. Celebrate I'll, your body. I'll go with that. Okay. So, yeah. but um, tell us the inspiration for the book. And so, and I've always done there. a lot of teaching. I've always. Bit, done a lot of speaking, radio and TV and things like this. This is my first podcast. Great to be with the two of you. Hey. I've never done a podcast. First Thank podcast. you for being here. Thank you for Welcome inviting Welcome to Podland. Me. Uh, when I opened this clinic, New England Family Health Center in Cleveland Circle, <clears throat> that I was very blessed to begin, um, we had uh, 175 doctors over 16 years work with us, some for a year, some for three, four, five years. We had OBGYNs, we had nurses and chiropractors and acupuncturists and regular MDs. It was a very holistic health center, uh, but it was also an educational center. We had programs every night, five nights a week, most every weekend. There were, we had different lecturers, authors, and I, long before I wrote my book, was designing a lot of corporate wellness programs and taught a lot. And um, where did I get the name Love Your Body program? I'm not sure. <laughs> but it resonated with me because I say that's code word body physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Some naturopaths are very, very physical. Some naturopaths only use herbs. They never use vitamins or diet. Wait, so what would physical – give us an example of what you mean by that when you say they're very physical and their treatment uh, focuses on what? You have too much aluminum. That's why your digestion's bad. You, you've got allergies and quercetin is a form of a nutrient. Oh, okay. So it's something that can be pinpointed that you're putting in your body. Right. That, you that, know, you okay. tripped on your toe or it has nothing – you didn't trip on your toe, which is why your toe hurts, but you got gout. So some nature pads are only focusing on the physical. They just happen to use natural natural therapeutics and deal with some are more educators mm -hmm. and some are really brilliant diagnosing and they just write a prescription here, take this and take it for the next three months. Right. Some nature paths are not big educators. Some nature paths do some mental and emotional work like patterns or um, different ways of thinking. Don't necessarily think like me. I'm not – telling people that I've got the right way to think, but um, they're, they're jumping off roofs metaphorically wondering why they're getting hurt, arguing like gravity doesn't mm -hmm. exist. Um, so in a world where stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about or you have no right to be this sad, um, some uh, nature paths of which I'm probably one of the more prominent in the country do work that um, – Stress management people do, therapists do, people who've had trauma, because for some people, the body is like poetry. The body is like metaphors. It's not just you're drinking too much Tropicana orange juice that doesn't have vitamin C, but for some people, it's, you know, I don't think you've really recovered since your grandmother died. I don't, I think... I mean, my, 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 my dog died um, March, and there's just been a lot of grief for me coming up. And in a world that um, – well, there's a chapter in the second half of my book on emotions. I'll get back to my book in a second. Um, <laughs> there's not only a, what pill can I take, so it's – we're not taught to really listen or respect our body. 
So there might be some naturopaths who are brilliant nutritionally and herbally, and they're not doing it in a context to have their clients listen. They're just treating more natural, you know, again, so they're, that's their version of naturopathic. I've always been drawn, maybe because I never went to divinity school or maybe it's just my <laughs> calling, uh, that I see myself as an educator more than I see myself as a naturopath. I'm, I'm blessed to be, what do you do for work? I don't know. I've never worked, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of following, I'm kind of following my calling. Um, so You mean you don't consider it work. You I consider it, I, this, this I, is why you're on this earth. Right, yeah. It's, help, it's a yeah. life lesson, and I, I love turning people on to their capacity to heal. And along the way, we might eat less Twinkies, and we might eat less, but it doesn't mean never have alcohol, and it doesn't mean never have sugar, and it doesn't mean never have a cheeseburger. But maybe for a month or two or three or six, Given that you've got X, fill in the blank, irritable bowel or Crohn's, or you've got breast cancer, you've got something, mm. menopause, that we might, I might make recommendations. I'm creating partnerships with people as opposed to telling them what they should do. Mm-hmm. And given my experience and the amount of money I've spent to keep learning about the whole world of health and healing. So um, I, de- I designed this cleanse that put people in teams of doing detoxes and cleanses in 1981, never knowing at that time that people would say, can I do this again? And can I do it again? And can, So I have about 15,000 people who did this program that I called Love Your Body. Wow. The f- purpose of it it's was... It's a lot of bodies. It's a lot of bodies. It's a lot of bodies to love. And a lot of love. It's a lot of love. <laughs> and, and, and some of those people had food issues, and some of those yeah. people were bulimic and anorexic, very few. Some of them were overweight, some but not all. And some of them were athletes, and some of them were famous rock stars. And some of them were, you know, the, the world of preventive medicine is, uh, no, we, we live in a culture where most people are reactive. Was Meatloaf yeah. one of the celebrities? No, don't say. You can't. No. You have confidence. Uh, patient patient was, confidence. I know, of course. Um, well, I was just was it mostly men or women? Definitely more women. Yeah. yeah. That, that's <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a lot of wonderful men. Yeah. And m- m- uh, more than 50%, 60, 70% of my clients in the last 40 years have been women uh, who bring their children in or who then drag their husbands in. And then there are some men who are really open to say, hey, you know, my wife said you could help me get rid of my allergies. Or my wife said you could da 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 so, yeah, there's, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I just, I know that there's definitely a link between, and I've learned from having three daughters and having just, I've always been very health conscious. And I've learned over the years that um, based on, you know, and I try to tell my kids I'm not on a diet. It's more that I try to eat healthy because I know how healthy food makes me feel as opposed to eating crappy food. And so I just, that's how I um, try to explain it to them. And I know that there's... There's such a connection between the mind and the body and right. what you're putting in your body and, and that it's important to treat your body like, right. you know, it's, it is important. And believe me, I love chocolate and I love coffee and I could never give either one of those up. But, yes, you um, could. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. About yeah, that. Yes, no, I, so, I don't want to. I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. But um, I, I, you know, I completely agree with the, the, that whole connection. Yeah. Food does make you feel a certain way, like you say. The the trick is, though, overcoming how good it feels to bite into a quarter pounder with cheese. Because at that moment, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. It's just as much as seven minutes later you feel like Yeah, that. how do you feel yeah. after? Not so good. Uh, let's pause for one second here. I want to hear more specifics, um, Dr. Taylor, because this stuff is awesome. And we can get into why uh, Carrie shouldn't be eating so much chocolate. No, I'm kidding. And dark you only chocolate. have dark chocolate. Yeah, we'll get yeah. into the dark Except chocolate Except I did thing. bring the brownies. It's good. It's chocolate. That's good for you. Yes. Well, you make really good brownies. But <laughs> As I was saying, the United States Postal Service, our proud sponsor, is hiring for seasonal work. All shifts start at $18 an hour at at the North Reading plant. That's located at 76 Main Street in North Reading. Please go to usps.com slash careers to set up a profile. In the field that says keyword, type in casual. And in the field that says location, type in Massachusetts. And that's how you apply. A great way to make extra money for the holiday season. Oh, my God. The holiday season is coming up already. It's still isn't it still officially summer as of today? No, did it end? Does anybody today, know? No, 
Is oh. it the twenty first day of fall is coming up? Alexa, 20- when's the last oh, day of God. summer? I'm asking Alexa when Let's the last day of Google summer it. is. Come September on, Alexa. twentieth. What did she say? Did I, she say I, anything? S- September twenty third. September 23rd. So we're still short of that. So mm-hmm. keep enjoying summer. the summer, everybody. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, yeah. uh, it will come eventually. So if you want to make some extra money, usps.com slash careers. For more information, call 617-654-5632. And thanks again to our sponsor, USPS. Yes, Carrie. Oh, I'm. Um, <laughs> hey, Doc, <laughs> I, got this pro- this I got this problem. I just started this. Ha- no, I guess I've always done this. Um, my crazy. mom used to tell me that lawyers would do this. It's the shaking of the knee thing, and it's it. I wouldn't say it's involuntary, but I don't notice I'm doing it. So it might it might be not enough uh, vitamin C in my uh, diet. <laughs> calcium. No, so <laughs> calcium. calcium, you think? Calcium. Well, I know. I I got a lot of cream in this coffee. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> want to go too deep deep down this rabbit hole. My, no, I do. I mean, listen, I try to eat healthy. Everyone's got their own little tips and things, but. Can we get into that? Can you yeah. give give us like can something I? that our, our listeners can sort of yeah. uh, hang their hat l- l- on? L- l- let me continue setting some context, and then we'll get into some sure. content. So um, <clears throat> what I've learned in Love Your Body programs of about 15,000 people doing the programs is there's a certain attitude and a certain orientation when we start to think about food as a diet. So I remember being with Richard Simmons in a sea of women in a hotel ballroom as he was jumping up and down in his... In, Come on! In his, push it! In his infectious way. And he was in his little tutu. Yeah. And, and I keep using what I heard many years ago. What are the first three letters of the word diet? Die. Yeah. <laughs> so I use the word food plan. I don't, I don't put people on diets. Um, and it's... And... Um, Another short story? Yeah, please. We love stories. So I'm thinking of a woman um, that I was working with in the early 80s, and um, I was doing my best, and uh, she had some um, very um, problematic, extremely uncomfortable digestive symptoms and some skin symptoms and some menstrual symptoms. And I was um, giving her, take a few of this, and came back, and, well, let's try a little of this, and we'll take more of that. And it was about six weeks later where um, positive reinforcement is really good, like you're looking for not one or two percent, but you're looking for 10, 20, 30 percent. Are we going in the right direction? And she didn't have any kind of – Wait, percent of what? I'm sorry. Feeling better, symptomatic. Just feeling better. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just, are we going in the right yeah. direction? And I'm, there are many ways that I test people more than just what they tell me. And so this woman's not going in the direction that I think, and she's telling me my symptoms are not changing with the different – juggling that I'm doing with different foods and different supplements and different herbs and different. So I retest her six weeks later, and it was clear that she had something uh, that is now a whole lot better known. I didn't know a lot about it then. I wasn't taught about it in medical school, uh, called chronic candida. She had a mm-hmm. chronic fungal affection in her body. Some women get it because of the pill. Some people get it because they take massive antibiotics. Some people get it because of steroids. There are a number of ways to have this fungus growing in your body, which doesn't get you horizontal like strep or staph or gonorrhea or pneumonia. And you don't have to have fever or achy. You can be vertical. It's called like vertical disease, walking around. And, and if you're a female, you don't have to have vaginal symptoms. If someone's got a fungus toe, that's a dead giveaway. But a lot of people um, have digestive symptoms because they have too much of this candida. Is that the same as bacterial overgrowth? No, that's totally different. different. What's what's similar, Carrie, is the overgrowth. So SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, is brand new. And the rock star who's really put that on the map is a, a doc who is in my graduating class. But... Decades ago, two MDs, uh, a guy named Truss and another doctor from Tennessee, they're MDs, they put on the map something that nobody was talking about, that people could have a fungus overgrowth without having white spots and without having vaginal discharge and, and, well, did you take a lot of antibiotics? Did you have two or three rounds? Or have you um, done a lot of alcohol and a lot of sugar? Fungus grows on sugar. So... The story is, I look at this wonderful woman and I said to her, um, I think we need to do a cleanse. I think you're not responding um, to the things that I thought might help. 
and I wish they had. And what's clear to me is that you've got a chronic candida buried in your body. You've got way too much of this overgrowth mm-hmm. of a fungus, not an overgrowth of the bacteria. Okay. And um, we really want to do a time out. Uh, and then I, I'm really confident that you're going to respond. It was May, early June. And, and she said, well, what do you want me to do? I said, well, I don't want you to fast. This is not fasting. This is a lot of food, but it's mostly vegetables and a little bit of non-gluten grain. And we want to really upregulate, get your liver and, you know, clean out your colon. And it was a different paradigm. I hadn't written my book yet. We'll get to that. Um, but but <laughs> I, made, I, I made some videos and I said, look, you know, we've been trying to just deal with the symptoms. I, I, you're one of those people. We need to take a time out. She, and I said, it's not going to be forever. It's not that you're never going to do the cheeseburger. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, I said, you know, I'm, just I'm, I'm, I'm looking at two to three weeks. And so it sounds like this. Sorry to jump in, Doc, but it, it sounds like this woman, you had tried some certain things that didn't work. It, it sounded like you really needed to break down and kind of start over. And, so and the, I, the cleanse does that, right? And I said, and, why don't you do that? And she looked at me and she said, you don't understand. I'm Italian. And I'm going to a lot of family barbecues this summer. <laughs> and and I can't show up to these family barbecues and just do vegetables. Right. Yeah, so there's the, that, the, right? The, the point that I'm making when, is this is not about never sitting down unless you're a vegan and you choose not to eat meat. And, and some nature paths maybe are vegans and some not. But it's not like everyone should stay away from dairy. He's too much wine. Ah, Dino. <laughs> Dean Martin. I can't I couldn't help it. Well, and very good call, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still back in the barbecue with the, the, the woman. All right. All right. Does that Sorry. mean you're gonna start serving alcohol during this po- podcast? No, we have some, but we have strict rules, not before three fifteen PM. Oh. oh. Can we <laughs> no. can we put this on pause and Dean Martin, Sammy Davis yes. Jr. and Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack, of course. Yeah. Well don't forget Joey Bishop. He was an honorary member, I think. Okay. And uh, they Peter, did let Peter Lawford, yeah. So years of doing Love Your Body programs is like I need to do more than talk and teach. And I commandeered my son, who is an amazing writer. And that then and so I wrote a, a, a 30, 40 pages. I thought I was going to write the book with somebody else. And and I asked my son, Luke, would you write? He went to Stanford, and he was a brilliant actor, brilliant writer, got an honors thesis for what he wrote. And he said, sure. I was amazed he said yes. And he said, send me what you've got. So I sent him 35 pages of the book. And, you know, short time later, he calls me up. He says, what is this that you sent me? I said, those are my notes for the book. He said, Dad, this is like notes like you're giving a talk. He said, this yeah. is not stuff for a book. So the book... I'd say, why not, though? Yeah, I mean, well, because, well, I'm very blessed. The chapters are two to three pages, bite-sized chapters. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yep. The Wait, fun- are we going to find out what happened to the Italian fungus woman? <laughs> or, okay, okay. She stopped going to barbecues. And oh, she did. Her. Okay. I, I was busy <laughs> queuing up the yeah, Dino song when yeah, you said we, that. We My should, apologies. Yeah, it's very suspenseful. Did she ever do the cleanse or, right. or did she find another doctor? Because yeah. she and I were not the right fit. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, so, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's always possible. She didn't do the cleanse then. She waited for the summer to go by. She never did a Love Your Body program, which at that time was a live structure. Now it's an online program, so mm-hmm. people all over the country could do it whenever they want. But she did allow me uh, for three days, five days, ten dimes in ten days in little bits at a time, so that could, we could really clear out that overgrowth of candida. Okay, well, go ahead, Carrie. I, I'm just looking at your page 29 of your book. Page 29. Um, and what this caught my eye when talking about understanding your own particular biochemical needs can mm. help you make easy adjustments in your lifestyle and food habits mm-hmm. as they're needed. And um, because what you're saying about this woman who you know goes to the barbecues, we all have different lifestyle. I mean, I I um, have a sister who's very much into um, this type of um, practice and and eating whole foods, and she does um, you know cleanse, and she wants me to do a cleanse, and I, I'm like I, I I can't ever. I tried actually. Dave was there. I tried one day to not have coffee, and I, remember that day I was really miserable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, why is the this day, day different than other days? Yes, I kicked him. I'm like, yes. I, you, you kicked it. it was <laughs> one of the days she kicked me. <laughs> one of the days. Um, right. But I, I'm like, I'm too big. You know, I mean, no. I still have yet to say, okay, I'm gonna because I, I'm always running around and I don't have time to prep foods and okay. and all that stuff. Yes. So, but it has to work. So what you do is you you customize it for the so, individual. So a couple of things on the physical level. Uh, University of Texas professor, early 70s, wrote a book called Biochemical Individuality. He actually was a big shot because he founded panathenic acid. So there's something different than one size fits all to really know how to evaluate, which most doctors do not do, what are your particular nutritional needs, all your vitamins, all your minerals, all your amino acids, essential fatty acids, as opposed to everybody needs right, the same that's amount? Right, it's like a, It's like a IEP. It's like education. Right. Everybody's different. So sliding into – so it's not about never drinking coffee. It's the degree to oh which God. you're actually dependent on it. As a legal drug. Oh boy! Uh oh, sorry. We're both in trouble. Here, here comes the here comes the rough. <laughs> no, but we so, want to hear this. So, we need to hear. So it. the degree to which so this little gland on top of your kidneys, called your adrenals, AD in Latin means above. It's a P-shep gland. It's part of your pituitary, thyroid, adrenals, ovaries for you, testes for me. It's called the endocrine system. So this little gland on top of your kidney, another name for kidney is renals. Mm-hmm. AD renal adrenal gland makes. Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It's part of your sympathetic nervous system. And if it's not that it's bad to drink coffee, coffee stimulates hydrochloric acid. It can help digest proteins. We're talking about the dependence on it so that you can live a fast-paced life <laughs> and then not eat as much because yeah. I, if somebody drinks coffee, usually, it's, it's a good – so the, the, so what is it that the adrenals need? Very simple. Ready? A, B, and C. So when I take a history from somebody, I ask them, is your hair thinning or falling out? Are you getting tired late in the afternoon? Is your skin too dry? How's your vision at night? Those are symptoms related to vitamin A. Vitamin B. I just went four for four. How's how's your sleep? How's your energy when you get out of bed? Mm, B vitamins, B1, B2, B3, B5. They they all have different functions. We're not going to do an all-day seminar today. But B vitamins help you deal with stress. They also are what your adrenal needs to make adrenaline. Vitamin C, we already talked about, whoops, not that much in, you know, orange juice. So if somebody's hooked physically, drum roll, I'll get to the mental or emotional hook on the taste or the habit, which is not also that's bad. More, that's more of what yeah. I... So if there's a physical dependence... Thank you. What? You're great. <laughs> a little slow on the draw. We'll give it to take, you again. There take you, go. you home with all this... Fabulous sound effects. He'll oh, follow the, you around the, the for an extra charge. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So there's the if I'm working with somebody, yeah, and they are okay. I'll do a cleanse. That sounds like a good thing. You know, now I can give them my book so they can read the chapter on detoxing and cleansing. Why they might do that, but they've eaten a lot of sugar. They have a fair amount of caffeine, and it's kind of like a ritual. We'll get to the ritual in a second. Can I and, pause you for one second though? Because yeah. I'm I'm going to be remiss if I didn't ask this yeah. question. You, you just mentioned sugar, yeah. and then earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that Domino Sugar was a big supporter of of meds- of of schools that are graduate schools of nutrition, Harvard School of Nutrition, many other graduate schools, and medical schools are funded by drug companies and food companies. And it's because they want people to just keep kind of doing the Band-Aid remedy and then coming back and eating more sugar? Is that? It's a, it's a, it's a self-fulfilling circle. Mm-hmm. Evil yeah. forces at yeah. work. Okay. Sorry. Continue, So Doc. if somebody's concerned, which might be very intelligent, that, hey, you want me to just go off coffee? From a physical point of view, I might give them an herb or two. I might give them a B-complex. I might give them some adrenal support so that a few days or a week as they're coming off caffeine, caffeine, decaffeinated coffee, the coming off coffee physiologically is they're not going to crash and get tired and irritable. So this is not just I should stop eating that. It's, well, okay, uh, maybe you've had a lot. So how can we fill in that gap? by eating a certain way or with supplements, then build your body up for a few days, a month, two months, six months. It's not like never have coffee. So that when you go back to it, you're not so dependent. The issue is dependency. The issue is people not having choice and not feeling power. 
They so feel as like res- they have to yeah. have it. As a result of that coffee dependency, sorry, I just pointed at you, Carrie. Yeah. I'll point at me. Yeah. Um, that, that you're saying that, I mean, a lot of people would say, yeah, I'm addicted to coffee. It's not the worst thing to be addicted to right. in, you know, a few cups a day, but yeah. uh, seven. <clears throat> from, no, uh, but but um, you're saying you may not realize that's one of the reasons why you're feeling lethargic, why your hair might be thinning, or a lot of these things. You, you, so you, now let's get specific because that's where sure. we wanted to go. Great. Most all cancers only exist in an extremely acidic environment. Cancers? Cancers. Oh, now I'm getting cancer. Oh, right. Boy. So um, when so when you have a lot day. of allergies and you push yeah, your body, I do. Uh, yeah, I think that you create, should make an appointment. Well, that, but wait, I don't have I've I've like the seasonal allergies. Is that mixed in yeah, as well? Any kind of allergy, any kind of allergy. Which think of an allergen like a stressor. Yeah, and your adrenals are being asked to meet that demand. Right to fight that, it. That to fight it. Thank you. That shifts your body more acid. Yeah. So if you're continuing to shift your body acid with tomatoes and sugar and alcohol and tobacco and coffee, Uh, it's not the environment to help your body find a different set point. That's not to say, I'm sure you could find some naturopaths in the country that might disagree with me. That's not to say that you should never do alcohol, coffee, sugar, and just any of those foods that shift your body unbelievably acid. It is to say, if somebody wants to retune their body so that they're, dare I say, not normal, because normal people get cancer. Normal people die of heart disease. If you want to optimize your chances of dying of old age, that's a thought, and you want to feed your body something other than being an adolescent, which allows you to have the cheeseburger and allows you to have a coffee, then we need to educate you about what does your body really need. And that's a there are several fronts. How do we build, strengthen, and tonify your body, which is different than how do we rest, cleanse, and detox your body? Most people have most like, you know, two out of three high levels of aluminum from aluminum pots and pans and tinfoil, high levels of mercury from dental fillings and Wait, tuna whoa, fish and whoa, swordfish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How am I getting aluminum in my body from tinfoil? Because you use it to bake a baked bake potato. And some of the aluminum rubs off. Wow. Fact. I'm learning a lot today. Not, um, not, not interpretive. Are you Fact. A, okay. Carrie, by the way, we just lost the uh, Dunkin' Donuts sponsorship with all I this know. anti-coffee well, talk. It's, but, yeah, well, it's okay. but for me, it's... Um, <laughs> and I learned, by the way, about aluminum tinfoil. Don't... don't um, use I love tinfoil. Toma- don't use it with tomato sauce. Like, don't buy tomatoes in a can... Because it oxidizes the tomatoes. Oxid- right. Anyway, you, you can use aluminum foil to put stuff in the fridge. Right. You could Don't use aluminum, but, but aluminum pots and pans. That that's why pretty al- much everything uh, oh, you've mentioned God. today. I've <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm really no. getting turned around I'm here. Go okay. Home to my kitchen. No, but for me, like I'm drinking water, so I I carry my water. My oh, hydro you want to know the thing about water? Hydroflask. You're addicted At to least it. Um, that's what she's telling. I me. yeah, <laughs> right. it does have a little tequila in it. Right. Um, but. For me, it's that first cup. It's the fir- it's the first thing I need in the morning. I I probably drink about eight ounces, ten ounces, maybe a little, maybe. 12. So he just said, Carrie. But he just said you can do that. It's the, a- and I don't necessarily eat drink coffee throughout the day. It's that first cup that I need. If and, I don't and is, get that, is first some of cup. that Carrie the warm liquid? Yes. Or, it, it, so it's not necessarily the coffee taste. No, no, I can't. It's, I don't want to drink tea. I want. Coffee. So, so one second. Is it the I energetic? About it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I love. Let's get her husband I on the line. I know. Get some better drinks. in the morning. <laughs> Seriously, it's a problem. It's, it is. It's all mental, probably, because if I'm going somewhere, or staying somewhere, yeah, definitely, right? Not at my house. I have to know where I'm going to get my coffee in the morning. Wow. And when? Yeah, yeah but some of that, uh, Doctor Taylor, must delivered. must be mixed up in the other prongs of wellness, right? Yeah. The the spiritual, because because that carry because I have a similar thing. Like if I if I'm at um, a cocktail party, I need to have a drink in my hand. Now mm-hmm. usually I'll get a drink, drink, but mm-hmm. but if I in a pinch <clears throat> or if maybe if I've already had a couple, <laughs> switch to water or something. I want something, and it's not necessarily what's in the cup. It's it is the rote. Of holding yeah. the cup, it is the the periodically lifting it to my lips. Mm-hmm. It's like a party part yep. of my ADD stuff. So, mm-hmm. the but I, I suppose the problem is if you're you're sat, scratching that itch by having six cups of 
coffee today, then you got yourself a, a different problem. Yeah, if, if somebody's doing six cup of coffee, but Carrie is not. So no. You're having one. No, I'm having one. Maybe one in the afternoon. So the question know, I want to make: so is that for energy, or is it because of the ritual? Um, a little of both. A little of both. But so, sometimes so, I'll have like three three sips. We talked about coffee the other day. Get coffee and getting cold, mm-hmm. but yeah. if it starts to get lukewarm, I don't want to drink it, and then I'll pour it over ice, and then I'll drink it. But but sometimes I'll only drink like half a cup. I understand. And and I got my first few sips, and I'm really happy. And that's yeah. that's what I need. And then I'll go to get. You so, sound like you're in nutrition confession anyway. right now, and you're confessing to to Reverend <laughs> um, Taylor. It's but it's all mental. It's shaking it's, the holy water out of right now. It's all mental. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's. Yeah. Be, don't talk about Yom Kippur and not having coffee. So so let's be clear that. <clears throat> It's not like there are strict rules and everybody's got to go off cheeseburgers and coffee and nobody should ever have a And that's what split. makes it interesting about what you do yeah. is that I, I mean, this everybody's is, different. So, so the, the, the paradox is this is about balance and, um, and, it's, and, and it's about an awareness that if you've got a high value to grow and learn, that there is no permanent balance. That just doesn't happen in nature. If you look at flowers and you, I mean, things are getting bent in different ways all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you have a goal of being more flexible, if you have this strange goal of what, would, what do I need to do to die of my sleep? Because most people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, when I really honestly look at the way most people leave their body, it's not something I really want to do. Most people, well, I, I, I'll do that when my kids are out of school. I'll do that, you know, when, you know, I, I retire. And then when people get older in their 60s and 70s, the bad news is they might have the time and the money, but then their body starts to break down. You're so, saying we should leave a good-looking corpse? <laughs> Jimmy Dean? <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, for those people, it may not be of, you've got to stop drinking that one cup of coffee. I'm saying that if your commitment is a long range, not just short range, then the question is how do you lovingly, humorously, effectively the doctor was pointing at me when he said humorously. Change Thank you. habits. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am listening, yeah. and I, I do want to change my habits. It's yeah. about is, changing habits. I'm being and, speaking of, and the other question I have, and I know that we have to wrap it up soon, but the other question I have is sugar. Sugar. Because can you please say for the record right. for my kids mm. how bad sugar is? They, I'm the they. I'm I try to limit it too, as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. And yeah, I bring baked goods to the pot because it's a little, but they're like they're the brownies are bite sized. Yeah. Um, sugar is, and it's organic sugar. Sugar I, is like the enemy. It's so and it and and I don't like to have it because I want more. It's, right. it's addictive. So sugar robs your body of B vitamins and calcium. Sugar pushes your body way acid, um, and uh, it's pretty ubiquitous. It's it's like you know kind of like an Heinz ketchup. Why does that have sugar? I mean, you just read corn Everything. syrup. And yeah, it's, it's so just everything. Avoid, it gives yeah. me so much so, anxiety. So for, which for, then for I your for your kids, my my kids are older, and I know I was pretty tough and extreme with them. And the more tough and extreme you are with kids, they tend to like then go to other kids' houses and cheat and lie yeah. and all do all stuff. Luke and Jacob, I love you. Um, um, <laughs> But they're going down the street to Billy's house because exactly. he's got popsicles. Oh, well, exactly. Halloween, my kids exactly. are like, well, I gave away my candy because I knew you would do it anyway. Right. <laughs> so, so Carrie, um, uh, honey, blackstrap molasses, maple syrup. How about fruit? Fruit. In other words, sugar and maple syrup? No, Ugh. that's healthier okay. sugar. Well, that's so the it, thing is I'm hearing the, don't have too much fruit because right. there's sugar. Don't have too many carrots. But not all sugar, sugar is the same. White right. refined sugar is different. Yeah. Uh, but here's another thing. The the sugar craving is a habit of taste, yeah. you know, because this, kids are on formulas. They're not breastfed or kids are given tons of sugar as two, three, four, six, one-year-olds. So the more that kids don't eat a really good breakfast, the more that they're not snacking mid-morning, mid-afternoon, healthier snacks, the more 
someone's blood sugar bottoms out, then they are going to crave sugar, not just because everybody in your culture craves sugar, not just because your mother and father buy sugar and it's all in all the cereals and all the candy, but your body is craving something that you want instantly. So if you can teach your kids to graze, teach your kids to have smaller meals more frequently, and then I earlier you said something about how, not all chocolate's the same. Give them dark chocolate. I don't I like do. dark chocolate. Well, how about a chocolate protein drink? Yeah. So two of they my do. protein chocolates are with this. I make a chocolate and a chocolate coconut. Yep. My clients love it. Now, there's something in it called stevia. There's no sugar yeah, in it. Yeah, what's your take on stevia? It's in a lot of my powders that I use with my okay. clients because they want something sweet. They don't want something plain. Unless and stevia is okay. Yeah, stevia is okay. Okay. Yeah, way better than white refined sugar. Yeah. What about organic sugar, like un, unrefined sugar? In small amounts, again, um, so some clients come to me, and whether they've got arthritis or cancer or irritable bowel or they've got hair falling out or menstrual stuff, and if they bring in a food journal and their habit pattern is they rarely eat breakfast and then they have lunch but that they don't eat dinner till 7, 7.30, one, I think it's the third or fourth chapter in the first half of my book, one of the most important things that I teach people is to eat more often. And what, what, what kind of snacks are we talking about here? Oh, would you consider... Nuts? Fried uh, eggs. W- w- Alexa was just showing us how to, how to make fried eggs. Alexa, you're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> would you consider um, uh, an apple and almond butter? Would you consider? Oh, I yeah. have almond butter and brown yeah. rice. Would you consider so. a really good piece of celery uh, or apple and hummus? Yeah, You know, would you consider like a really high-end protein drink like I make that comes in different flavors and put it in water? It's By the way, what you can hawk anything you want here. So tell us where do people find your products? DrBarryTaylor.com. Dr. Barry Taylor. By the I way, that's Dr. So Wait, Carrie, I want to make ahead, sure to sorry. get it right. No, just so people know, it's drbarrytaylor.com. No dots or anything, and then just dr. So drbarrytaylor.com. Yeah. Okay. In the book, I I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing, admittedly, but I I look forward to it. Read faster. I if know. you didn't drink so much coffee, so you wouldn't many, be filled with so much. I have so, so many more questions. Will you I... read a copy if I give you a copy? Oh no, I'd love yeah, to, but Carrie should. and I can share. Okay. But but whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I have so many more questions, but um, we'll have to have you back. We will. We'll have to have the doc back. But but uh, I don't want to. Was there uh, is there an important part of the, your platform that we left did, out here before we go? Say, did I answer your question about sugar? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. Well, you're saying yeah. don't freak out. I mean, sugar's bad, and and I think we all know that. But you 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 seem to be saying don't freak out about the back levels at, of sugar in fruit and things like that, uh, and natural and, and, food. Yeah, and and because fruit sugar is different than white sugar. Yeah. And, and, and see if you can slowly get your girls and any children you know to eat a better breakfast. You know, there are, there are really good um, non, um, fully organic, non-gluten orga- uh, granolas that you can buy and put some strawberries or, or blueberries or raspberries or something in that yeah. with some almond milk. I make muffins. Like, good. I make almond, you know, they're oatmeal. There's no gluten in them. They're Great. dark chocolate. There's chia seed, flaxseed, honey. You're in there. Good. Oh, yeah. Terrific. It's just all the other crap nom, that they want to eat. Dave, oh, I brought one for you, but I left it in the car, Dave. Sorry. Uh-oh. Oh, I love your mom. I do right. love your mom. So okay. some of what I do is I individually evaluate somebody's, yeah. and a lot of that, what I do, I think is key. Yeah, and a lot of what I do, and then I'll work as quickly or as slowly as is comfortable for somebody, and then these love your body programs now are uh, online programs. They're oh, that's in, great. They're inexpensive. They're PowerPoints. Yeah. The videos are online. I do them live. I lead people, and um, you know people don't have to do them as strict cleanses. I mean, you do them like That's I'd great. like to get healthy. That's He's not telling you to turn your life completely upside down, people. But so, I'm I'm really ways. fascinated. But just I, it's, it is fascinating. Yeah, no, I'm fascinated because I'm a you know I just turned fifty last year. I'm about to turn fifty one. Damn it! You look great for fifty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't always feel great. And that's the truth. I mean, you know, the older I get, the more just just kind of moments of lethargy, and I wish I didn't feel like crap and all that. And mm-hmm. I have no doubt that it could be improved. So yeah, you need more coffee. <laughs> and chocolate. Yes. More yes. coffee and chocolate. You'll chocolate. have more energy until right. you. I'm going to take the brownies home with me. 
That's usually used as the oh booze God. sound effect. He's but going to the bathroom. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so once again, doc, check out everything that Dr. Barry Taylor has to offer at his website, drbarrytaylor.com. The book is called Love Your Body. I take it we can find that on Amazon. Or my website. Or, your, or the website. And yep. if you are consuming this pod on the Adori app, this gives me a chance to thank my friends at Adori once more. Then you've got the links right there in front of you. Click through, buy the book, or go to Dr. Taylor's website. Did you have fun, Dr. Taylor? Thanks. Great to be here. We had fun. This was awesome. Learned a lot. I'm bringing uh, food next. If you invite me back, I'm bringing food. Oh, Oh, my. Tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? (laughs) Book them. Book them now. Bring on the hummus, man. I love hummus. That's all. I go home and I have hummus. That's what I love. If I could bathe in hummus, if it's socially acceptable, I would do so. Bring oh. you some love your body protein drinks. Okay, I like a good protein drink. All right. Sure, tied you over nicely. Um, I like I like chocolate, coconut, yeah. mango. If you get anything in that ballpark, I'm in. Uh, thanks again, Doc. Coffee. Uh, th- thank you for coffee your flavor. Right. And thanks for <laughs> thank uh, and thanks for being such a good sport. And thank you, Carrie, for uh, being my dutiful sidekick and doing just awesome as usual. Uh, this is the Boston Podcast. If you like the pod, please share it with a friend and uh, give us a like on Apple Podcasts. And if you want your own podcast, just go to pod617.com. You could be the next big podcast star and be doing a podcast right here in our cozy Westwood studios. On behalf of Dr. Barry Taylor and Carrie Tabaski, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.